0: Welcome to the Factory Youth Podcast. This is a weekly teaching podcast from the Factory Youth at Calvary Chapel, Air Beach. All right, so um, we are continuing our series called Creature Comfort. And uh, we're in part five tonight of our series Creature Comfort. Somebody say Creature Comfort. And uh, tonight in part five, we're going to talk about the sin of sloths. The sin of... Sloth. Um, if you have a Bible, um, we're going to be in Second Thessalonians chapter three, and uh, we've been talking about the seven deadly sins. Now, the seven deadly sins, if you've never heard this before, are not from a specific passage of Scripture. You're not going to find a list in the Bible that says these are the seven deadly sins. It's sort of an accumulated idea from the early ch- church fa- fathers as what we would call root sins. And the idea is that most of the things that we deal with stem from one of these seven. It's kind of how the early church fathers sort of pinned it down. They said this is the heart of the matter. These are the issues. These are the roots. And these are sort of the sins that lead to all other Sins. And the seven deadly sins are pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth or laziness. And tonight we're going to talk about that idea. Now, to summarize, we've been kind of saying this every week and to sort of give us a framework of, of what this looks like in our life. Um, but laziness is a desire for more uh, comfort or convenience. Actually, I'll read it from the screen, sorry. Pride is a desire for more self. Greed is more stuff. Lust is more pleasure. Envy is more of theirs. Wrath is more emotions. Laziness is more comfort or convenience. And gluttony is more entertainment. So that's kind of what we've been looking at. Now, as we get going, as we talk about sloth, let's give us some fun facts about sloths, shall we? Anybody like Sloths. Yeah, shout out sloths. Woo! All right, so some, some fun Discovery Channel facts about uh, sloths. Uh, sloths are some of the slowest creatures in the animal kingdom. Um, in fact, they are called slow or lazy in just about every language. So the name sloth is what we call them, and it means lazy or slow, um, but in per- pretty much every language, the word that they use to name the animal that we call a sloth is the same idea of lazy or slow is basically its name. Um, sloths can go up to, this is their top speed, um, 0.17 miles per hour when they're threatened. They can go less than a mile per hour um, when, they're, when they're threatened. They eat so little. They're so lazy, and they eat so little. How lazy are they? Well, they um, <laughs> they only go to the bathroom about once every eight days. Isn't that crazy? And they and and they actually, they sloths spend most of their time in in trees. And usually, when they go to the bathroom, they climb down from the tree. They use the facilities. They wash their hands, and then they go back up into the tree. and, and And it's a lot of work for them. And so just about once a week, they use the bathroom. Um, Not only are they slow, um, but they have bad eyes and bad hearing. So there you go. There's a little bit of sloth uh, statistics for you tonight. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6 has nothing to do with sloths, the animal. Um, but we're going to talk about sloth or laziness, which is the sin. So if you have a Bible, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, um, it says this. Also, you can follow along in the events page on the Bible app. We read this. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you. Someone say command you. Amen. Brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle... And disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we don't have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They're not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. Never tire of doing what is good. Okay, now the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the church in Thessalonica or to the Thessalonians. And he instructs them on how they are to live, how they are to work, and how they are to behave. Now, this is a concept we probably don't talk about too much, but he warns against laziness or idleness and instructs them and us to work hard. Now, contextually, Paul is addressing a specific issue that's happening in Thessalonica. Essentially, what's happening in the church today, they heard that Jesus was coming back. And we have the promise since Jesus ascended into heaven that he is going to return. And uh, when he returns, he's going to establish his kingdom and all the things that the Bible predicts and talks about in Jesus' second coming. Um, but the thing about the church in Thessalonian, or Thessalonica is they were thinking, okay, Jesus is going to come back any minute. So rather than continuing to live our life, we're just going to sit around and wait. And so the people, they, as you can imagine, got really lazy. They're just like, ah, who cares? Jesus is coming back. Uh, homework doesn't matter, Jesus is going to come back any minute now. I don't need to work, who cares, Jesus is coming back. That's kind of their mindset. And so Paul instructs them, he gives them really direction and clarity, and yes, Jesus is coming back, but that doesn't mean you don't work, it means you're supposed to do the right work. Is everyone good up there? In the balcony, everyone good? Good in the balcony? Okay, sweet, bless you. All right, everyone back up here because everyone's looking around. Um, So there's this instruction to, to work and to work specifically for the right things. And so we need to understand that although this is an idea we don't talk about that much, it's an important concept for the Apostle Paul to work and to work hard. And we're talking about this idea of, laziness as a deadly sin. So what is laziness? Now, this text uses the word idol. Everyone say idol. idol. The word idol is not the idol, I-D-O-L. It's the idol, I-D-L-E. You know how English is fun like that. Um, and the it's not the idea of a little statue. That's the other word you probably hear a lot in church is don't worship idols or idolatry. And this is the practice of worshiping other things uh, apart from God, Yahweh, Jesus, this idea. And so the, uh, uh, the word idle, it's a different word, and it means, really specifically, means disorderly. It means to be neglectful of duty or to lead a disorderly life. Lazy, the idea of lazy simply means to be unwilling to work or use energy. So the passage, it warns against idleness meaning being disorderly, not having your priorities straight. And it also, in the same idea, warns against laziness, not using or being unwilling to work or use energy. And this passage, we read that there's instruction to follow in the apostles' example when they were with them in Thessalonica. So you could describe laziness like this. Laziness would be uh, unwilling to follow in their example. Paul says, you know how we worked when we were with you. We worked hard. We we worked hard. We ate from from the food that we worked for ourselves. We didn't mooch off you. We weren't lazy. We didn't sit around and expect stuff from you. We worked hard, and we want you to follow in that same example. So laziness is to not follow good habits or patterns ...or disciplines of others, but rather, listen to me, this is important... ...to be driven or motivated by how you feel or your own abilities. Laziness is to not follow good habits, patterns, or disciplines set out by others... ...but rather be driven or motivated by how you feel or your own abilities... Anybody have great intentions at night when you set your alarm early in the morning and then the alarm goes off? Right? Like how many of you are more than two alarms in the morning to get to get ready? More than two alarms. Okay, that's how many are more than three? Three or more alarms to get up? Okay, let's make it how many five alarms? Five alarms! Yeah, but you're getting up in the middle of the night. That doesn't count. Five alarms to get up. Wow. That's impressive. Well, we'll pray for you guys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oftentimes, right, what, what, we, what we set out to do, our intentions the night before are then driven or motivated by how we feel the next morning. And what we thought was a good idea when we set the alarm doesn't feel like such a good idea when the alarm goes off. Can I get a witness? Um, so the idea... The idea is to not be motivated by how you feel or your own abilities. Sometimes what drives us, what gets us going is how good at something we are or if we're capable of doing it. Did you know that less than 1% of people are considered genius or elite? Like think the type of person, only 1% of people can do things without really applying themselves. Like people who can sit down at a piano and just learn how to play it without, from ear without ever playing it before. That less than 1% of people would be considered this like elite level of human. The rest of us, 99 point whatever of us, have to work hard to accomplish things. Even to accomplish basic things, we have to really set our mind and our ability towards those things. And so sometimes laziness, what it looks like is it's being driven by how we feel or what we're capable of. Now, before we move on, laziness becomes a sin when we allow it to become a personality trait and something that defines us. We, need to, we, we sort of need to make a distinction in these seven deadly sins because pride, envy, lust, and greed are sins by themselves. That When we have pride in our heart, or we have lust within our heart, or we have envy within our heart, or we have greed within our heart, that's a sin in and of itself. But anger, laziness, and gluttony are not sins on their own. Right? The Bible actually tells you to be angry and not sin. So anger can't be a sin because the Bible tells you to do it and not sin. Uh, the, the, the laziness is not a sin in and of itself. It's not a sin for you to need five alarms to get up in the morning. It's not. Because oftentimes, it's like you just, it's summertime, man. What do you have to do? Sleep in. Don't make your bed. Don't tell your parents I said this. Live your life. I'm just kidding. Um, laziness is not a sin when we feel tired and when we want to sit around the house one day. That's not sin. Laziness becomes sin when we allow it to run our lives. Laziness becomes sin when we allow it to run our lives. So what does laziness then look like in our lives? Because it doesn't just look like sleeping in or not having a job. That's not laziness. Because that can be, that can be laziness, but it could also just be being tired or down on your luck, so to speak. From the text we read, laziness can really look like a couple things. You could write this down. Number one, laziness can look like not working for what is worth it. Not working for what is worth it. Look again at verse 10. It says, for even when we were with you, Paul speaking, he says, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. You don't work, you don't eat. That's the rule that Paul gave the church in Thessalonica. Pretty good rule. Don't work, you don't eat. Simple as that. Now, Paul made this rule, but this idea of food and working for food can be really applied to a lot of things. Now, again, he's talking to a specific thing, so I'm going to apply it to our life. If you don't work, you won't succeed. We can make that a rule. If you don't work, you won't experience all that God has called you to do. If you don't work, you won't experience the growth that God has for you. Laziness is not just doing nothing, it's also not doing what is important. See the difference? Laziness is not just like, oh, I just feel like, man, the new part two of Stranger Things comes out tomorrow. Like, I'm just going to binge it and, like, got a little clap for that, a full clap for that. All right. Stranger Things. But laziness is, 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 it's not just doing nothing, but it's not doing what's important. Because listen, it's often easier to sit around and work really hard on things that don't matter, but not put the same effort into what does matter. Because laziness is just as much about priorities as it is about energy. I'm going to say that again. Laziness is just as much about priorities as it is about energy. And so what laziness can often look like, because I think we can get it confused. We can think like, oh, so-and-so sleeps in, so they're lazy. Not necessarily. Laziness is not working for the things that are worth it. Paul says if you don't work, you don't eat. I think food is a pretty high priority for things to work for, right? You kind of need food. In order to, like, live, you need food. You need something in you. You need a little bit of protein, you need some carbs for energy, you need some good fat like avocado, and you need something in you, right? You need you you need nutrients, you need to be healthy to some extent. We'll talk about that more next week. But the idea is if you don't work for something like that, it's 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 gonna affect your life. And the same is true if you don't work for the things that are important, and specifically, this isn't just like a lecture on on, on priorities. The the important things are working for living for God. And so if we don't have him as our our, our what, okay, walking with God, serving God, living for God is what is worth it. And I'm going to work towards and for that. Laziness is not just low energy. Laziness is also wrong priorities. The second thing uh, it warns against or what laziness is, is it's to not be busy, but to be busy bodies. This is a pretty challenging verse. Look again at verse 11. He says, we hear, I love Paul, we hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. Hold on. Some of you are idle and disruptive? And he says, I love, it's like a play on words. He says, they're not busy. They're busy bodies. And it's like mic drop. Boom. And and it's funny because even in the original Greek, it's kind of worded like like a play on words. They're not busy. They're busy bodies. The idea of a busybody is somebody that's busy in other people's business. That's the idea of a busybody. We put tons of effort into what so and so was doing last night or who they posted with or what that person said, and we spend all of our energy, all of our efforts, all of our mind thinking about what other people are doing or saying or who they're with or who they're not with and where they are, and we sort of, we have a tendency to meddle. (laughs) We have a tendency to be busybodies, and what the idea is, is like you look like you're doing something, but what you're doing doesn't matter. When I used to work at um, Starbucks, my boss at the time would tell me that if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. That was like his little catchphrase. So he'd walk by, and we'd just like, there's no customers or whatever. I worked the night shift, and uh, we'd be hanging out, just chilling, chatting. He'd be like, hey, Nate, you got time to lean? You got time to clean? The idea is like, you can't just stand there. You got to do something. And so what we would do is we would just kind of look busy, right? It was like, oh, boss is coming. We're like. Looking busy, we're like making a drink, we're like checking the cash register, whatever we're doing. Like we're, it's not like we're actually doing anything, we're just looking busy. And laziness can actually look like busyness, but with the wrong busyness. Rather than being, doing, uh, being busy with, God, with what God wants you to do, or being preoccupied in what things that matter, we sort of get caught up in, or fixated on, or, or, or overwhelmed by what other people are doing. Do you know, it is really freeing to stop caring about what other people are doing and start focusing on what God's called you to do. So we should, does what you spend your time on make you productive in what God has called you to do? That's the question. Does it show love to God and love to others? We need to prioritize what we're busy with. I think sometimes, especially as you, as you grow up and as you get older, a lot of times you'll have conversations with people and you'll ask them how they're doing or how life has been, and the answer is always busy. Always. Like, I kid you not, you go, if you go to the sanctuary next door and you talk to somebody like, man, how you been? What's going on? Nothing, man, just busy. Everyone's busy. Everyone's got stuff going on. The question is, 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 is how preoccupied are we with things that actually matter? How busy are we with things that make a lasting impact, not only for us, but for the people around us? How, how busy are we with the things of God, the kingdom of God? How busy are we with serving him and loving others? How busy are we with the things that matter? Because it's so easy to fill your day. Isn't it easy to fill your day? It is so easy for you to wake up and then all of a sudden it's time to get in bed again. It is so easy to, to you, you'll get notifications at the end of the week that says, do you know how you filled your day? You were on Instagram for eight hours a day. Like, it is so easy to fill your day with stuff. But the call for us, especially as followers of Jesus, is to fill our day, not as busy bodies, not just looking busy, but being busy with the things that matter. So, how do we combat the sin of laziness? Well, the virtue then is discipline. To combat the sin of laziness, we must have discipline. Discipline can be defined like this. It's when you intentionally choose to do something that is better for you, regardless of hard work, distraction, or unfavorable odds. Discipline is when you intentionally choose to do something that is better for you, regardless of hard work, distraction, or unfavorable odds. We must allow ourselves to be submitted to the spirit of God's work in our life and have discipline in our lives. And we must create discipline physically, mentally, and spiritually. We'll break these things down and then we'll be done. Sound good? This is what we've talked about so far. We've defined what laziness is. We've sort of explored some of the ways that it shows itself in our life, whether it's being busy with the wrong things or being busy bodies in other people's lives. And then to combat it, the virtue that we can sort of add to our life is discipline. We must have discipline physically, mentally, and spiritually. Physically, meaning both our work and our body. We want to do all things as unto the Lord, the Bible says. That means for the glory of God, we work hard in whatever is in front of us. I think it's important for us to recognize that what's important or what's a priority in your life right now is what's in front of you. And what I mean by that is sort of gauge where you're at in life. For some of you, for most of you, where you're at, you're a student. You're a son or daughter, you're probably a brother or sister, you're a friend, Um, and most importantly, you're a follower of Jesus. And with those in in your life, you're saying, okay, these are the things that are right in front of me. So I want to be a good follower of Jesus. I want to make him a priority in my life. I want to be a good son or daughter. I want to honor my parents. I want to be a good uh, uh, brother or sister. I want to represent Jesus well to my siblings. I want to be a good student. I want to work hard. I want to do everything to the best of my ability. That doesn't mean I'm the smartest in the class. That doesn't mean I'm going to get straight A's every time. But I'm going to apply myself. That means I, if I have a job, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do it as unto God. Not just for the paycheck, but for the glory of God. We say, I'm going to work. Whatever is right in front of you, wherever you find yourself now, you're going to say, I'm going to do it all to the best of my ability for the glory of God. So with your work, you should work hard physically. And then also, we want to be healthy people. Part of spiritual development is learning to control your appetites. Or saying no to the flesh. We say that a lot. That is the sinful part of you that goes against God. And one of the ways God has helped us uh, uh, or designed a way for us to fight the temptations of the flesh is by physically fighting temptations of the flesh. So it talks about fasting. Uh, That that means we're going to say no to food so I can specifically pray uh, to God and get strength in my relationship with God. And part of that is designed to help you combat the flesh. We'll talk about that again next week, part seven, gluttony. Seven, so this is part six. This is part six. I said part five in the beginning. This is six, all right, anyways. Um we need discipline physically. Number 2, we need discipline mentally. Listen to this. The Bible says 2 Corinthians 10 it says this, we demolish. Everyone say demolish. It's a great word. We need to use that word more often. We demolish. Everyone say demolish. demolish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we demolish arguments and every pretension Listen, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Listen, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. In other words, we have to learn to think about what we think about. Shane talks about that we need to make sure that we don't eat junk food thoughts. That there's thoughts that we have, they're junk food, and yet it's easy, it's accessible, it sometimes makes it feel good in the moment, but it's junk food thoughts. We need to also be careful of lazy thoughts. Lazy thoughts are the thoughts that we go to when our brain's on autopilot. Where do we go to? Maybe some of us, we go to gossip. Some of us, we go to Bitterness. Some of us, we go to lust. Some of us, we go to greed. Whatever it is, when our brain's on autopilot, we tend to go somewhere. So the Bible says to take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. In other words, you are not controlled by your thoughts. You can actually think about and control what you think about. And it's important with discipline that we say, I'm not going to have lazy thoughts. Now, again... Before I go off on my final point, I just want to say that all of this is we're growing. We need the spirit of God active and working in our life. What I don't want you to get out of this message is that you just need to go home and try harder. That's not the point, okay? The the point is not just go home, work harder, try harder, get buff, be happy. That's not the point of my message. The point of my message is for us to recognize that laziness creeps into our life. And if we allow laziness to creep into our life physically, it can also creep into our life mentally. And then it can also creep into our life spiritually. And we want to be people that are disciplined, that are not controlled by or swayed by or or, or determined by how we feel. But rather we are people of faith that walk in the way that God wants us to walk. So we need to make sure that we we are disciplined mentally. And then finally, we need to be disciplined spiritually. We must have a practice of what we would call spiritual disciplines in our lives. Spiritual disciplines are things like prayer, Bible reading, serving others and serving God, worship, fasting. These are things that allow for us to prioritize God in our lives. I think for, for some of us, we might find ourselves in the category of lazy, maybe physically. Like we're just like, I just have no motivation to do anything. I don't want I, I to do school. I don't want to hang out with my friends. It seems like so much work. I don't want to find a job. I don't want to do my homework. I, and and ma- your whole life is just, I just don't feel like it. Part of the discipline is saying, like Paul says, you need to set an example you need somebody in your life that sets an example, that motivates you, um, that, that, that allows for you to not be motivated by how you feel. But probably for many of us, because we have parents and because we have teachers and because we have bosses, we like to some degree have to get things done. Like you're here. You made it here tonight. Some of you made it here tonight because your parents like walked in your room and said, you are going tonight. I don't, I don't care. You're coming tonight. This is what we're doing. It's Thursday. We're going to church. Others of you, you're like, no, I go to church. This is a priority for me. I make it. For, so, for some of us, that, that sort of the physical part is easy, easier for us. What tends to be most neglected, especially in young people, is spiritual discipline. Is setting a priority in our life to pray, to read God's word, to be around other believers, to, be, uh, 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 to serve God and to serve others. To worship and it's important for growth, for experiencing what God has for you, to experience where God wants to take you, all of that comes from you setting in a, a sort of a, a, a goal, a target saying I'm going to go in this direction the Bible says to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith the Bible says to work out your salvation as God works in you, in other words we respond in faith to what God's doing in us that there is, a, there is a partnership as we walk with God. And we need to have things in our life that allow for us to prioritize God in our lives. All right, worship team, you guys can make your way up here. I just want to read one last verse to you. And it's the, the last verse we read in 2 Thessalonians. It says this, And as for you, brothers and sisters, listen, this is so good. Never tire of doing what is good. Never tire of doing what is good. The primary thing we are to work towards is doing good. Doing good means we are loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is doing good. Doing good is loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And doing good means loving your neighbor as yourself. Our efforts, our life should be prioritized by these two things. Everything else should find its proper place when we prioritize doing good. Everything else should find its proper place when we prioritize doing good. I think for some of us, well, let me say it like this. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all these other things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. In other words, prioritize God First, make him, your relationship with him, the top priority in your life and allow everything else to follow under that. What is everything else? Well, that means relationships. That means career. That means hobbies and activities. That means homework. That means, uh, what else does it mean? Help me out. Huh? Huh? Food? Yeah, something else. Help me out. Chores? Yeah, help me out. Something else. Walking the dog? What'd you, did somebody say phone? That's a good one. Help me out. Anything else? Yeah, athletics. Getting out of bed? All right, give me two more. What? Getting shredded? Yeah. Come on, one more. Good one. Someone make it a good one. What'd you say? All right, well, we'll just end with getting shredded. <laughs> Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will find its proper priority in your life. Now, I can say that from those things that we said, even those things would find different levels of priority in your life. Like, Getting shredded and walking your dog like is is probably like C. The Bible says that that um, that bodily profit or bodily exercise profits a little. It means it has its place. It's not top priority. Uh, I would say family and relationships is, is probably up above that. Homework finds it somewhere in there. A B list, I guess maybe. My tier listing priorities right now. I think I am. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm going to tier list uh, all things that come after the kingdom of God. No, I need to close this message. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, the thought, I just want to make it clear that God wants to work in your life, and we respond in faith by doing what God wants us to do. All things is unto God. And laziness doesn't just look like sleeping in. Laziness looks like not having the right priorities in your life. And so examine yourself tonight. Where are you at? What are your priorities? What's most important to you? And are you allowing God to work in you so that you can grow and do the things that God wants you to do? Let's pray together. Father, we thank-